Hey, Mom, how are you? I am good. How are you doing this week? I am doing very well. No complaints. It's been another another eventful week in politics. And before we get too far, let's go ahead and tell people who we are. Yes. Good morning. Huh? Well, Afternoon. Whatever. <laughs> evening. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we are politicswithmom at gmail.com. Politicswithmom.com. On Twitter at politicswithmom. And you can also find us on YouTube at politicswithmom. And we would love it if you would just leave us a comment subscribe and give us a thumbs up if you like our little podcast here all right well done i'll make i'll make one suggestion next time is actually tell them the name of the show which of course is politics with mom yes and it is then we dive into like all the <laughs> that you can find us but you know we tried to keep it easy for everybody so politics with mom is where you can find us on pretty much everything all right well where would you like to start do you want to kind of just recap the week and then we'll dive into uh topic topic of your choice Yes, indeed. We do have a topic of choice that we left on the table last week. So I'm interested to get into that. But yes, Which is what? let's do that. What's the topic? Term limits. Term limits. About term limits. All right. So we'll talk about term limits. And first, we'll do a quick review of the week in politics. Well, uh, happily, Mr. Trump, President Trump, has um, relinquished the Biden campaign to by Vice President elect Biden to really come into office. Right yeah. He is he's he's definitely hasn't I don't know if he's relinquished it. He has uh, accepted it. Yeah, I don't know that that's it at all. I think he has to. Yeah. And he realizes he has to, but at the same time, you know, just as of twenty four hours of this recording, he's out there talking about how Biden can't come into the White House until he proves his eighty million votes were legitimate. You know, oh and everything else. He's, he's, he's not conceding. He hasn't conceded. He's no. near that at Mm-mm. all. He just Mm-mm. has to do this. So, because you have to transition. So he's mm-hmm. allowed, quote unquote, the transition, but it's because he has to. Like, this is how the system works. Uh, and he finally just couldn't, you know, there's nothing to his claims. He's in over 40 lawsuits, most of which have been either dismissed, rejected, or withdrawn for lack of evidence. And will most likely continue to be so, despite him saying every single time he's on a press conference, especially on Thanksgiving, when he did his 20 minute for the troops and 20 minute all about how the election was a scam, uh, where he just has he, no evidence on anything. And he keeps saying no, he's going he to bring evidence. He's going to bring it. You won't believe the evidence. You won't believe one a week or two, a week or two, a week or two. And as soon as we get his health plan is when we're going to get his evidence. Well, and it was interesting, too, because um, three of the judges that threw out the claims were Republican judges that were appointed by him. This is the best part for me because I'm just like, this is it. This is what we meant by real Republicans or patriots, like real Republicans. Trumplicans, they're just not. You're, you're literally mm-hmm. trying to take over country because you don't agree with what the other side said. Real Republicans go, you know what? Win some, lose some. This is what it's like, and we move on. Well, the, re- the reality is there absolutely is no evidence. There is no evidence. There's no evidence of why, and widespread fraud at all. Anyone who says says that says that and he appointed them of course he gets rid of them right, right. kind as of he, strange behavior the, yeah well, and also highly predictable with this guy yeah at this point like no one's surprised about the behavior Mm-mm. so speaking of uh things that weren't surprises michael flynn pardoned yes that was so, not at all surprised i yeah, think not, everyone expected that not at all surprising i don't know you know i don't know that much about the flynn story other than the you know the guy lied to fbi agents Probably, well, he pled you know, guilty. That's he, the funny thing. 
Well, he played because he lied. I mean, that was the whole mm-hmm. point. Well, you know, he was trying to get like a little, you know, he just, you, you admit when you make a mistake, right? Like he pled guilty because he was guilty because he did lie, uh, which is never, never a good thing. Um, you know, I, I honestly just don't know if there was enough there because this is all back in the, the Russia impeachment thing. Um, but, you know, I don't know that there was enough there for him to even, you know, if it was proper to talk to him or whatever else. But at the end of the day, like you lied, you're guilty, you deal with it. Um, and it, you know, just sort of gone through its paces at a certain point and it got really interfered with. So, you know, I don't know. On the one hand, like I get it. It's like he's kind of like the easiest pardon to stomach, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, um, but there'll be others. I'm sure that won't be. What else we got? Yes. Well, coronavirus. Because I'm I, I, honestly is, and corona, truly, that's, I'm that's about over. done. With- that's that's over. You you don't know. You haven't listened. Coronavirus isn't isn't a thing. White House isn't paying attention to it. It ended on the fourth, right after the elections, just like President right. Trump said it was. Interesting. Nobody would ever talk about coronavirus again. I'm so glad to not have heard about coronavirus for the last three weeks. <laughs> so what's what's up with coronavirus? I know, and yet we have uh, both Republican and. Um, Democrat governors now putting mandated masks. Even Republican governors eventually will pay attention to science. Yay. You know, I found that, you know, to be, you know, quite interesting too. So. Is this what happens when they don't have to like, they realize the end is near and they don't mm -hmm. have to keep dealing with this dude anymore. And they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know what? There is no political upside to continuing down this path. Like I, I don't like it, but I get that they did it for four years, but mm-hmm. now it's like, let him go off to crazy land, which he clearly wants to go to. And everybody else can focus on let's rebuild and readjust and reset and, you know, use science, which I think is great. I think it's great that Republican governors are doing that because it shows like, okay, at the end of the day, it's, it's a leadership that matters. And I think they're getting a lot of those cues from Biden personally. You know, it was interesting. I read a, uh, I was reading about the mask mandates um, for all the different states. And I thought this was a very interesting um, statement. And this statement was by a gentleman, um, George, and I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, I'm sure, because I'm so good at that. Algit, and he was a a Laredo, Texas councilman. And his statement was, I'd rather bury them in debt because, of course, what he's talking about is that there's a lot of places that what they're doing is they are not – they are supposed to be putting um, fines on people who do not wear the masks. But there's a lot of counties or areas that just are not following through with that. Right. They're not enforcing these mask mandates because they're kind of under the impression that people will do the right thing, which I believe they would, too, if they were led properly. And encouraged from the top, but with poor leadership, yeah. they won't do the right thing because their leaders aren't doing the right thing. Exactly. But I thought this was very interesting because he said, quote, I'd rather bury them in debt than bury them in a coffin. And I thought that was very profoundly said. Yeah, it's a stark way of looking at it for sure. You yeah. know, it, it, it is totally true. You know, and, and another little meme that I saw that I had a friend send to me, which I thought was kind of interesting. He said, it it said, insisting on your rights without acknowledging your responsibilities isn't freedom. This is for those who don't want the mask. It's insisting on your rights without acknowledging your responsibilities isn't freedom. 
It's adolescence. Yeah. You know, I one of the biggest arguments I hear all the time is, oh, it's a scam. It's not real. I find that very interesting. How can people say that when it's yet this is a worldwide situation and other countries are actually closing down shops? Right. You know, I, I, I don't understand the mentality of folks who are not really seeing the whole picture. I find it very frustrating. The other comment that I get quite often is, oh, the numbers are exaggerated. They really died of whatever. Some other uh, complication. Yeah, that they may have had. And yet, you know, it's funny because one of the things I liken that to is, okay, I can have cancer and I can be driving down the road and I, ha- I have a car accident. What is it that's going to be on my death certificate? A car accident. Yep. You know, so I, I get frustrated with some of the mentality and the thought process on that. I don't understand it. However, again, like you say, it's it's our leader. Yeah. Sadly, it's, it's, it's our leader. Top-down leadership, which, you know, I don't know if you saw, you know, I watched both the Trump Thanksgiving PR thing that he did and then Biden's PR thing that he did, mm-hmm. right? Because they both do their, their speeches. Did you did you happen to see both of those by chance? No, I did not. So Trump's was, you know, again, it was roughly 40 minutes. It's on, you know, whitehouse.gov. Anyone wants to watch it can watch it on their YouTube channel where it was like 20 minutes of saluting the troops, which was fine. You know, went through and sort of, you know, did things. Um, and then the other one was, the rest of that was 100% in reporters asking him, will you leave the white house and will you concede if the electoral college and, and various, you know, where he, you know, was a just himself um, where, you know, and didn't concede at all. And wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, everything was that you don't, you don't know there's fraud everywhere. And this and this and just hundred percent unfounded everything, just mm-hmm. dribble coming through. What was interesting and, and he sort of suffered a little bit in the PR, which was great uh, was he was at this weird tiny little desk um that he did this thing from and so oh yeah and i don't know why but they did that's what they did it from so this tiny little desk that was there which doesn't look great and so everybody started hashtagging diaper don which i thought was great because i thought tyler trump would take off but diaper don's better so diaper don took off on twitter and then trump blew up on friday because he was not happy at all about how that came out so i was like all right well there you go because all he did was whine and complain that's all he did well, he doesn't and like say criticism. everything's going for and you know and you know one of the reporters, you know, reporters kept trying to ask him a question and finally he's like i'm the president of the state you don't talk to me like that like what oh yes, yeah. yes they do oh it's horrible so this is this is what that mess was that's all it was Right. Elections are a scam. Democrats stole the election. I can't believe Biden. There's no way Biden beat Obama's numbers. No way Biden beat Hillary Clinton. There's no way Biden's going to be a good leader. I can't believe Biden's picking. He shouldn't be picking Kavanaugh right now. Like that's all it was for 20 minutes of his of his Mm -hmm. talking to reporters. Then you have Biden and you should watch it because Biden, you know, did his Thanksgiving address 17 minutes long, roughly. Um, And he uh, will put links to YouTube to both of these just so you can kind of compare and contrast. But they, you know, he went basically and said, listen, you know, he, I, and, I, and I'm paraphrasing it because I, you know, I obviously didn't write down the details of it, but I think roughly it was like, you know, George Washington practiced the first Thanksgiving and Valley Forge or something along those lines. And, you know, the whole concept of the, the pain and suffering of 
what was required and yet still being thankful for where they are at the moment in time. And then, you know, this is our, one of our finest hours. This can be another one of our finest hours and just this inspirational sort of come together, self-responsibility, responsibility for our neighbors, you know, taking care of each other, that America's a team that we're united, like on and on and on and on about coming together, shared responsibility for each other, for ourselves, you know, moving forward, rebuilding. It was optimistic. He's like, I'm the most optimistic I've ever been in America right now. You know, here's why, like, despite everything going on, this is where I think we can be politics, you know, he just went on and on and on politicians that are talking to one another again. And that's that style of top down leadership versus what you get with Trump. And mm-hmm. I, all I keep thinking is in two years looking back, because I don't think Biden will need very long. I think America really, really needs this kind of leadership. But Agreed. two years of Biden style, let's, you know, coming together, making things happen. Let's figure it out. He is so good at connecting with the human heart um, in his communication style, whereas Trump is just, you know, all piss and vinegar. And mm-hmm. Biden is super at the empathetic and can reach into your bones a little bit and get you to go like, all right, I'll put down the partisanship for half a second. Let's really talk. Right. And I think he can connect with that other side. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm super like it was, and it was just to see the stark difference of here's where we currently are and what we have to deal with for another 50 some odd days. And this is where we're going. And this is with this sort of the Biden medication, like that Biden bomb, right. Of healing for a couple of years, I think it'll take. And I think it will hopefully detoxify. It'll help the Republicans. I think detoxify a little bit so. uh, and, and heal and the, you know, the Trumplicans will go on their merry way and get, they'll get a smaller and smaller group, but they'll get more and more v- verbal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully just sort of stay off to the fringes on that side. Like that, it'll just lose a lot of energy. It'll all, all the energy goes down to few and fewer people is what I think will happen. Um, we'll see. And then, and then we see what Biden does with the Democrats and, and AOC and everything else. We got to make sure that maintain balance on both sides. But, um, but it was really, it was just, you know, I, and I watched them in that order, which I recommend anyone do watch Trump's first because you know, you'll just be like, like all you'll do is sigh and then watch Biden's. And then you go like, okay, I, I see the light. <laughs> like, cause you need to start, stop, finish with Biden's. That's all I would say when you do that, finish with Biden's talk. Cause it was completely different. So yeah, much more. President Trump really doesn't bring anything to the table. No, not at all. Doom and gloom. And this is, you know, everything It's the same old, same old. Not at all. And after think, a while, you get tired of hearing it. That's the, it's the thing. It's just, it's just more of the same. Yep. And I think, um, you know, he's. <laughs> just, I just look forward to the investigations afterward. So history will not be kind to the Trump name. He's he's kind of ruined his. I don't brand. think so. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of things that come out um, against President Trump when he leaves office. I really do. Um, and I think then folks will see the truth. Yep. I think the truth will come forward. That's for sure. Yep. Total, total guess, but that's what I think too. Yep. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see what else. Supreme court. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? Supreme court and their decision with New York. Did you see that at all? Um, it's just, this is where they went with Cuomo for the saying, churches. Yes. Yes. Cuomo basically said, Hey, listen, you're going to have to wear a mask. You can't gather in large groups. Like this is a health thing. 
And then they you know, went to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court said, no, you can't override that. And you can gather in 7,000 people without a mask. And that's fine as long as it's I found that very interesting. And one of the reasons I did is because I thought there was a division of church and state. Which is what know, the Supreme and, Court said. Oh, so that's why they're going to allow this. I mean, essentially, right? But, that's that's that totally false. But the bottom it. line is, it, what's wrong with the churches? That they are not looking at the health issues. Right. But – you know, that's that's uh, from a legal standpoint, should the government have the ability to stop large gatherings like that in the cases of pandemics? Once in a lifetime, I personally pandemics. think so. I personally think so. You know, I, I don't necessarily see that as it's still a gathering. It's still like going out to eat going to work shopping, you know, I still think it's something that you really have to, um, especially look how many churches back, back when this all started that still went ahead and met and their church members got sick or ministers died. You know, there were, there were some that did. Because they did not follow the mandates. Why would you put your parishioners in that kind of a situation? I don't understand that. I just don't understand it. Yeah. yeah it wouldn't, wouldn't be my choice. No. However, you know, now it's, it's what I, you know, I, I don't know if this is a good, a good thing either. Cause it's not saying you can't practice your religion. It's, you know, just saying for the time being, there has to be some restrictions for the good of society so that you don't I saw nothing wrong other with people the virtual. or who, you know, people who don't have your religion are now essentially affected by your religious choices, which is exactly. in a way you, you know, sending the, <clears throat> the, your religion, the, 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 everything that you have is for your religion, totally fine. But if it affects somebody else, right, where does the, where does that blur? And that's clearly a, a thing that affects other people. So, mm-hmm. so I think they should have gone about. They should, have, uh, but it's stacked at this point five four conservatives. Mm-hmm. They're always going to go that direction. So it was predictable that it was going to happen too, especially when you've got Amy Coney Barrett in there. Right. Um, so, you know, it'll be. I think it will be interesting to see how the Democrats handle Supreme Court stuff. Yeah, I think so too. Because it needs. It probably needs a little bit of nudging. So at the same time, you know, it's like, we'll see what goes to the Supreme Court. The real big test, and this is where we can then move on to maybe term limits, but the real big test is Friday. So this past Friday, Trump lost again his appeal in Pennsylvania, where they threw out again his case, which Mm -hmm. means now he's exhausted Mm -hmm. his appeals and goes to the Supreme Court, which is what he's always wanted. That's been his end game. Exactly. Supreme Court. He's counting on them. Right. His buddies are going to take up this case. And what he's essentially asking them to do, and this is going to be really, really interesting to watch. Hopefully it will be a very short game to watch. But what he's basically asking the Supreme Court to do is, listen, this one judge threw out my case because I have no evidence. So this other judge that I appealed to, this next higher level of court appeal judges, threw out the case because it has evidence. But you, Supreme Court, I want you to override both lower court judges and tell people that there is something here so that I can nullify this election. This mm-hmm. is what he's going to the, like. This is literally he's going to ask the court. What I hope happens 
because why else would they do it is that they just say they're not going to pick it up because it's already been decided. Right. What I hope happens is that um, what may end up happening. And again, I'm not as maybe I hope to have that option. I assume they do because they can choose what they hear or don't hear. So, you know, if I was them, I'd be like, this has already been decided. We're, we're good. Right. We're going to stay is, out of not, this one. This is not a question for Supreme court. Come on. There's literally no, it's just accusations. There's literally no evidence. Mm-mm. Right. And, but this is how Trump's mind works. You can tell by that tweet when he talked about how Joe, Joe Biden had to prove his 80,000 people before he can come to the white house. He's like, no, he doesn't. You have to prove that mm-hmm. he doesn't have them. It's not up to him right. to prove that he has them. Right. So, and he can't do that because obviously voting happened. Right. So, you know, it's reality. So this, for the Supreme Court to pick it up legitimizes it more than it needs to. For America's sake, I hope they just go, no, we're doing what every other judge did and we're just kicking this out because there's right. nothing here to see. This is right. a waste of everyone's time, especially the Supreme Court, especially yes. the Supreme Court. I hope that happens. If they pick it up and there's arguments back and forth, it legitimizes this well, thing. Like well, there might not be only that, there. but then it's going to cause all sorts of issues amongst the american people we're gonna be divided more than ever it depends how they handle it i think because if they if they say okay let's hear him out so that he doesn't just whine more about us then because you know they're afraid of him again this is the thing you're you're in a you know less than 50 day countdown by the time he gets to the supreme court i think right because it's roughly 53 or 52 days now as of this recording so it's like Mm -hmm. another couple of days or less than 50 days left on the countdown to this guy and the Supreme Court, like, what is there to lose to be like, no, we're not dealing with you anymore. We're good. We got they got in. They're not going to be kicked out. He can't do anything to them except whine on Twitter. And what do they care? They're lifetime appointments. Right. So it's, there's no downside for them just being like, no, we're done. We're good. We don't need to hear this. There's nothing in it for them. So if they pick it up, that legitimizes it, which I already think would be a mistake. But let's say they do. So then they pick it up and then they have this conversation back and forth. What I would hope second my second choice would be that they hear sides and it is recorded in ways that that other Pennsylvania Republican judge did where there's a transcript that shows how inane these arguments are, right? Where there's mm-hmm. recordings and there's, you know, where it's like, this becomes the, the fodder for a future documentary where they're like, wow, this is actually the case they presented. Who would have thought that it would have gotten this high for somebody to say, no, there's no actual fraud here. Cause they don't claim fraud in a lot of cases. They claim fraud in the media, but they don't claim fraud in the lawsuits. So, so there actually, that's why there's nothing there in lawsuits. So they keep getting kicked out because the whole mm-hmm. concept is, oh, we're suing them because all this fraud, but then they don't actually do that. And it's a very weird, odd strategy that I can only think the only benefit is to rile the base, right? Which is mm-hmm. again, getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Cause a lot of people going, okay, we're, we're kind of done with this now. It was fun for a little while, but now it's just, odd um so we'll see but if the supreme court hears them out and then comes back with a decision that says no we're we're against it and it's really overwhelmingly against like let's say you know what is it nine people now that are there so let's say it's eight one or seven two something like that Mm -hmm. we're just overwhelming and it's not a split that's the thing it can't be a split it has to be like overwhelmingly like this there's nothing here so it would be in their best interest to just not pick it up at all Secondarily, if they do hear them out, they, they it, hopefully it goes overwhelmingly common sense, which is there's there's nothing here. Like this is not a legal thing at all. So, and we can't just because you say it is so doesn't mean it is so. You have to have evidence. That's kind of how our whole system's built. And so, to entertain this guy again just legitimizes things that aren't there, and, and you know it's it's all phantom. Uh, so, we'll see. 
but that's you know that that'll be the one to watch i would assume this coming week that we would have um, i hope so the sooner this is over the better well the whole concept is trying to get this done by december because that's when all of the uh i think the electoral um people are chosen about how they're going to vote and then in january 6th is the official electoral college which mm-hmm. is where the actual vote happens that's the final volley mm-hmm. is because really it's up to those people to decide the president sadly um but uh the goal is that the governors appoint or the, you know whoever the party is whoever the electoral person is and typically that's party loyalist loyalists for the mm-hmm. whoever won typically so that there is, it minimizes the chance of somebody changing their mind, which they can absolutely do. And they yes. have done. They did it in the last election. Some people that yes. were supposed to vote for Hillary voted for Trump. Some people that voted for Trump voted for Hillary. Didn't affect the election either way. Um, but it happened. People switched their, what the people wanted, which, I, you know, the fact that that even happened is like, why, why are we still doing this? However, that's a whole other yeah. episode. It so is. speaking of how to fix things like the Electoral College, and this is our nice little transition into one of those ways we talked about in the last episode was potentially term limits. And you said, Hey, I'm going to research a bunch about term limits because I don't know much about them. I was like, that's a great idea. We can get back to our topic oriented uh, politics of mom broadcast, which is kind of how these used to be uh, more exploratory about certain politics and, and topics in politics. People could learn more about it. We can get everybody caught up in politics, but not get too caught up in it. And obviously with the election passed, I think we can get back to that style. So what have you learned about term limits? Well, I found it interesting because I think one of the things that we talked about briefly a little bit was, you know, we need more people to public to be involved in wanting to have the change of term limits. And what I did not know is that, yes, indeed, there is a group out there and they are trying to um, get term limits involved. Um, I found out um, that there are that states already have term limits. There are 23 states that have applied term limits to their representatives, and there are 35 states that have limits on their governors and state legislatures. So I thought that was very interesting that the individual states have already chosen to do this, and yet our government is is you know against it. Um, And, of course, I listened to – there is – the group's name is U.S. Term Limits, and um, they are on YouTube. You can find a lot of information for for them on YouTube. Um, And the gentleman who is – speaks a lot about it is uh, Nick – and I'm going to bash his name – Nick Tombaloudis. Tombaloudis. Anyway. Poor Nick. Um, Huh? (laughs) And poor Nick. <laughs> I, I know, know poor Nick. Yes. Okay. And then there was another gentleman, Casey Burgett, and he um, is with the R State Institute, and um, he heads the Governance Project um, Sensor Fellow. That's the name of it. Anyway, they uh, had a debate, and I listened to that debate, and I thought it was very, very interesting, because of course. You know, Nick is saying, yeah, yeah, yes, we have to have term limits. We need to have fresh blood. Um, if the president can have term limits, it doesn't make sense that the rest of the senators and congressmen do not have term limits. It doesn't kind of, uh, why would you not, you know? And of course, Casey's argument is, 
but we need them to stay in office because they have expertise. They've been there. They they already know the system and that kind of thing. And all I kept thinking was, well, that doesn't even begin to make sense because you know what? When the president changes out every eight years or even every four years, you have your transitions, you know, because the president can change out, you know, his cabinet or whoever. Now, when they have those transitions, they're supposed to be going over, okay, this is what's happening. It's like starting a new job. So you're starting a new job and, and what are you, you're getting trained for it. So it doesn't make sense to me that they would say that, well, these people need to stay in because um, they already have the expertise and they already know what's going on. So I, I didn't quite follow what it, exactly his reasonings were. However, you can go on, um, it's um, USTermLimits.com, and you can sign a petition. They do have a petition out there. So um, I thought that was very interesting, too, because, you know, they're trying to make the public aware to, um, you know, have the term limits and they've had the debate on Capitol Hill. Um, and there is, again, you can find these things on YouTube to um, understand them better, but I thought it was very interesting. And I think they, just as a quick correction, I think it's termlimits.com. Okay. Correctly. Yes, correct. Termlimits.com. Term yep. um, so anyway, I just thought, it was interesting. And, of course, one of the arguments that uh, Nick had talked about was the fact that, you know, when people are in um, in office that, you know, quite a few hours of the day, they're doing nothing but campaigning, trying to raise money so that they can get yes. reelected. Right, right. There's a lot of that. Is there most of their days spent raising money for their party? Yep. So really not doing anything which is why congress is like a stalemated all the time yep you know they're not doing their job so um not for the people they're not working for the people so i thought that was interesting um and and then of course the other argument was you know if you bring in new people well then should the staff be changed well isn't the staff changed when the president goes into office yep so, you know, I, I just don't quite get some of the arguments on it, but um, I did find it very interesting that, like I said, I did not know. It, for me, it was an education because I didn't know that, number one, there is a movement out there, and I didn't know that uh, the states have already applied term limits to a lot of their – and it's been growing every year, the amount of states that are doing that which I thought was very interesting and good. I think it's very good. So thoughts. Uh, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I'm looking at their site now because um, I, I hadn't been familiar with them before and you can look up your own state legislatures. And so I'm looking at just some of the, you know, bigger States that are out there um, where some of the more animated figures reside mm -hmm. and uh the ones i just did uh texas which is where ted cruz is 
Yes, and he's a big proponent of it, by the way. How long has he been in office? Mm, 2012, maybe? I'm trying to remember. So eight years. Honestly. So what is that? Two, what was it? What did we say? It was six years for Congress, right? For a Senate? Uh, six years for a senator, and what they're proposing is 12 years. Max. So two terms. Two terms. So the real test is does Ted Cruz run again, which he's got five years left. So, so right. no, that's not true. Four years left now. So um, so does he run for a second term as if he's really got, but he has signed this term limit pledge thing, evidently, that they've got. Um, and then let's see, who's the other one? So South Carolina, which is Lindsey Graham. Mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham is. And what are you seeing about that one? Failing. He's got a failing grade. Now, the other, there was another Texas. I'm just typing in the States. There is another Texas center called John Corbin who has a failing grade. He's not signed this term limits thing. Lindsey Graham has not signed the term limits thing. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to guess Kentucky with Mitch McConnell probably has also not signed it because, you know, why would they? They like their. Well, you guys. know, Mitch Elizabeth Warren. Rand Paul's a B. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, I know she made a comment and I cannot remember it offhand, but um, they did a fact check on what her comment was because, of course, she's opposed to it. But she's it was quite interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yep, she is. So unless she's changed it recently, but no, uh, you know. As of what I read earlier, no, she is opposed to it. Um, and and I'm going to look up here. I should have probably written it down, but I didn't know that we were, you know, of course, some of the things. Um, so let me ask you another question on this term limits thing. Did you sign the petition? I did. Absolutely. Do you think that matters? You know, because I'll tell you, my gut is that, and I, I think I'm with a, a, a lot of people would think this is that this is such a waste of time. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Well, and there are a lot of people that think that, but you know, it, it goes back to what I think about voting. Does my my vote matter? It's one little tiny vote out of millions and millions and millions, but does it matter? Yeah, but this. Why do we what, vote? What do you do with a petition? Yeah, but voting's different because you're voting. I get that argument, but I also think, well, because you're voting, like you're actually voting I something. This isn't think... a vote. This is just an, a, a glorified opinion, I think. Like, because the petition, does the petition do anything? If this could have 300 million people on the petition, would it matter if the people in power go, like, oh, well, thanks for your opinion, but we're just going to delete that file? Well, I or do does it, think or does it's it force important because these people are. You know, as far as I'm concerned, our government officials are working for us. And if we have to go roundabout to be able to let our voice be heard, I don't see why a petition doesn't matter. What's interesting is that 82 percent of the people feel that we should have term limits. It's getting our government officials to listen to us and how best to get them to listen to us. If we feel like we don't have another way, unless you get up there and you have 80% of the population pounding on Capitol Hill. Right. Well, like if you did that, like if you had 80,000 people, let's say, show up to Washington mm-hmm. on a Saturday for about term limit reform, probably would get some impact. You'd have people talking about it. 
might get some more movement to get people to sign a petition. I'm like, cause I, you know, I'm torn on one hand, it's something right. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, I'm like, but is it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is it really something you put your name and address in there? I mean, a bot on the internet could fill that out. Who cares? who's going to do Perhaps. anything with that? I guess for it, me, it, it, it is a measure like, of action. I like that. And I'm not trying yeah. to, I'm not trying to, you know, kind of like poo poo your, the actions. No, and I, I just wonder like way. to make, to make term limits a thing. And maybe this is the thing, maybe this is the beta step where it's like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. It doesn't really do anything, but it's some action. And then you're more likely because you signed a petition, you're more likely to write a letter, which means you're more likely to make a phone call, which means you're more likely to show up in person which means more likely to travel to Washington. And I could see that sort of ladder, right? Where it's like graduating levels of action mm-hmm. and a petition is the easiest way to like do something. The second easiest way would be, or technically the first easiest way, is just go to turnlimits.com, which I did. So I took action in a way, right? By saying, hey, well, I'm learning more about this and looking it up and see my, I didn't, I would bet money Ted Cruz was a failure, but he got an A, which shocks me. I know. So I know. Like, I was surprised about that Will he really be too. a term? Like, now I'm, now I'm curious. I mean, because on the one hand, I'm kind of excited because I'm like, I don't have to deal with this guy again after four years. Um, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, know. I was, I was, I was uh, interested in seeing who who wanted it and who didn't. And I thought that, yeah, I was surprised that he was on there and he was the biggest proponent. So, but I do think it, it's. I do think, you know, and, and maybe it's just, I feel like I've done something. I don't know, you know, but I do feel like it's important. Have they sent you emails? Uh, yes, I'm probably going to get on a. Uh, I was about to ask, did they send you emails and everything yet? Or Oh, yeah, they're going to ask for money and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, and I'm going to opt out of that because, you know, honestly and truly, that part does annoy me in some ways. I realize that you need money to go in and do all this stuff, which I think is really sad that we have to always keep paying, paying, paying. But, um, you know, I do think it's important to, uh, to stand up for what I think is right. And I do believe in term limits. And for me to sit back and say, okay, yeah, I believe in term limits, but I'm not going to do anything, period, you know, is not going to help. So it's something. To me, it's something. It may not have, you know, it's not like you're the one who's going to decide term limits are now a thing, but you took some action. And yeah, I think that's, to me. that's good, right? Like that, that sounds right. So it's like, okay, I went to termlimits.com, must necessarily sign their petition right away, but you went in there, you signed the petition, like that's something, even if you just go and visit and learn about term limits and having conversations around the kitchen table about term limits, mm-hmm. right? Conversation with your friends, like, yeah, that's interesting. About term but limits, I think. Is as we were saying, we didn't thing. think there was even a movement, you know, so what I found out is, oh, yeah, there really is one. You know, sadly, it's it, it. I found it interesting, too, that with the subscribers on it was not very high, nor the people who listened to it. But yet. What are we talking about? Term limits and, and on, on YouTube. Oh, there's a there's a YouTube channel. Yeah. OK, <clears throat> that so we'll link to talks about well. it. There's so also a we'll podcast, by the way, to that. There's a, a termlimits.com slash podcast that they put out every week. But I do think it's it's important because, you know, if, instead of sitting around the kitchen table doing nothing but belly aching about it, learn about it. Yep. Understand that there's people out there that are 
trying to do something. You know, if if we're not going to get that involved, you know, we have to to if we don't have money, then we support them by signing the petition. I guess that's just the way I look at it. Yep. Well, it's like I said, you take but, whatever action you, you're comfortable taking as mm-hmm. long as you take action, even if that action, like in my view, is like what I'm doing right now, which is I'm just learning about it. I'm on termlimits.com. I'm learning about it. Don't know that I'm going to participate in this particular movement. Just, and that's okay. Because I have a thing about like, you know, I fear I'm going to get on somebody's list and then it's just a total cluster from there. Right. Um, but if it was like, if, and, and this is honestly, this is the one thing I would suggest to them. If, if anybody ever listens from termlimits.com, take off everything that keeps asking my name and email. Like I want to play around with your congressional quiz to find out what I know or don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't because I got to go to your stupid email and I don't want to be on your email yet because I don't know you enough yet. I don't know who you are. I don't know that I can trust your brand yet. So basic marketing, get put things out there that I can participate with on the site and I'm more likely to eventually join the movement. Mm-hmm. can make it a little bit easier mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but they you know that said they have youtube channels there's lots of other ways to participate to their credit um where they've got their podcast and then they've got uh you know faqs and the youtube channel and, and everything else so. so that's pretty interesting so they're calling for 12 years total which means two two senate terms and or six u.s rep terms right yes Hmm. Interesting. I think that would be all right. What do you think about w- Warren's argument? Did you research that at all? Like, why? Well, one of her it arguments kind of surprised me that she would say that because I figured progressive is just by default or fraternalist, but evidently not. Yeah, one of her arguments was that she feels that the lobbyists will be the ones because she said the term limits on folks in Congress it makes them more dependent than ever on the lobbyist. Now, for money, she said, this, if the senators only stay for two terms, the lobbyists will be there a lot longer and they'll know how the game is played. Well, I find that interesting that the, it's a game. Well, yeah, you know, I think it's kind of sad to put it in that term, no, but everything's a game. and she said it, it, she says it worries her that um, it will make them even more dependent on big money. Now. Um, I did read that there was a fact check on that and that that was not true, that, you know, pretty much it's, it's more or less her opinion on it, but it, they, there was a fact check that that would not really happen. Yeah. It doesn't make, I don't think it would happen because I get that you would be, you know, maybe you're like dependent upon lobbyists for money, but then at the same time, if you have term limits, you're not. I think their money's not going up all that. I don't think you'd be spending as much money if you're constantly spinning people through the process. You wouldn't need as much money, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You would think, you know. But anyway, I, I just kind of thought that was interesting that you know, because that topic did come up in town halls, evidently, while they were um, running for president. So. You know, it's hard to keep on top of each and every person. But yep. again, I think we just have to pick and choose what is most important to us um, and to learn about it. And I think yep. that's the biggest thing. You know, I, I know for myself, it's easy for me to make an opinion on something. But do I really know enough about it? Well, you know more than the average person. and You knew more than you last week. 
Yeah, because I was doing the homework on it. Yep. But and that's and that's which why is the interaction. That's that's the other thing is like even if people take that because I I don't necessarily. And this is me now versus me in a few weeks from now when I might be like, I sign every petition I can. Like maybe I'll be, I'll be that guy one day. But right now I'm like, just educate yourself. Like mm-hmm. and that doesn't cost anything. You don't have to sign up for anybody's email list. You don't have to give anybody money. Just educate yourself. Exactly. So that, you know, it's a topic of, because that's the other thing is like when it comes to this versus immigration, immigration wins a thousand percent. Because immigration is where their fear is, right? Mm-hmm. Immigrants taking our jobs or immigrants, you know, living off welfare or immigrants doing whatever else that's bad. Like they, they always kind of go that route and it riles people up. Mm-hmm. Where is that with term limits? There is no like term limits cause people to, you know, get comfortable with politics. And everyone's like, yeah, yawn. Like, how does that affect me? Right. Mm-hmm. They, just don't, they just don't, but it does. <laughs> it dramatically affects people. And to have, because term, with term limits, you get you get old ideas that just get repeated over and over again. You get this log jam that we have right now with, you know, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. and But then you still get crazy people like Ted Cruz. So it just proves term limits are not a, are definitely not a panacea. They're not the fix I thought they would be. I don't think they'll hurt things. But mm-hmm. when you got a guy like Ted Cruz that can get in Congress and he gets an A on this, I'm like, well, so much for that, like. Even with term limits, you're still going to get crazies. Mm-hmm. But you, at least you only have to deal with them for 12 years. We'll see with Ted Cruz again because he, he'll be a perfect example. Like if if he goes, yeah, yeah I'm term in the two till you know his third run, his fourth run, his fifth run. You're like, okay, like you know, walk and talk, dude. Because he doesn't have the best history as far as staying consistent with his messaging. Well, it will be interesting to see, but I, I, again, in doing my homework, and this is what I think is more important for folks to do instead of spouting out about things, you know, maybe we need to research more, learn more. We are given an opportunity in this new tech world of Google to really learn things. And it's, you know, not something that 30 years ago we would have had. Um, to the extent that we do today. So I do find that, you know, it's good for us to take that opportunity and to research and learn before we go spouting out. Yep. You know, which we see so well with the issues of the coronavirus. So should be interesting to see, you know, if people will take the the opportunity to learn about it, learn about your government. There's a lot of people that don't even know about their government. Yep. You know, so I think it's very important to know that. Yeah. And I think, I think it's also getting comfortable with um, it's being comfortable with that. It's okay that you don't know anything about it and be comfortable with asking questions about it. Yeah. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I hope you don't mind me saying this but I'm going to kind of give a little public confession. That's really probably more your confession to give, but I think is relevant to this particular conversation is we were doing this podcast for what, six months. Mm-hmm. until we had a conversation about the Senate and the house and Congress and how the whole thing actually worked. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is like right. politics with mom. So you would think yep. mom would know stuff. Right. Like but mom structured. didn't. Mom didn't. No, nope. it just never came up in conversation. Right. So I just Mm-mm. assumed, and you'd probably just assumed. And then you're like, Oh, actually, you know what? One day, it's it becomes a topic where you're comfortable enough to say, you know, what? I don't, I don't know. Can you just explain that? Like, how does the whole thing fit? 
Right. You go, oh, that's okay. Now I get the three branches, but that's because you were comfortable enough to have a conversation about it mm-hmm. and explore it Absolutely. And, be, and be okay. Cause it, it is, it is uncomfortable to feel um, that you don't know something. And I think yeah, that's the unknowledgeable. A big, yeah. That, that unknowable, like, I don't have that like, to your point. I don't have the knowledge. Right. Um, and, and there's a lot of, and to be uh, wrong about how you thought it was right. To, to acknowledge that, okay, how I thought it was is not how it is. And mm-hmm. that is a skill set that needs to be developed in our culture because most people are so afraid about being wrong. They will not even consider that they are. We have one of them as our president right now, right? Just mm-hmm. cannot consider that he's wrong at all. It's not about, not possible. Um, and there's a lot of people that follow that sort of mentality, but it's a shame because it keeps them limited and it keeps them in, in lives that could be much, much bigger if they would well, want to grow. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because, you know, in our educational society, um, you know, what you learn in high school is very, very limited yes. as to how our government works. So you, you really need to delve into it and, and research it yourself to really understand it. And of course, the other thing that I hear a lot is people are like, oh, I, I can't stand politics. I don't want to get into it. Well, I get that. I mean, I was there too, you because that, you know right? what? Yeah, yeah. And, and in some ways I still am. I get very frustrated with it. Because it is very complicated when I don't think it needs to be. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I really think we need a bunch of counselors working on Capitol Hill to teach people how to communicate better or how to learn how to compromise. You know, I mean, I really wonder about some of that sometimes because it's, you know, have you ever been to an HOA meeting? Something as small as an HOA meeting. Have you yep. seen those? Yep. I mean, people don't want to be involved with all that junk. Sometimes it just feels like it's, you know, all we're going to sit here and do is argue and we're not going to get an answer. So, of course, that's why people are frustrated. And I get that. I understand that. But what can I do as a little person? I do feel like I'm a little person in this whole little millions of people uh, to be involved in it. I do think I need to learn. I need to understand I may not be able to do a whole lot, but if I'm doing something small, it's something. Yep. yep. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like every every little bit helps, even even if it's again just going to the website eternalmoments.com and looking at stuff. You mm-hmm. know? And if I learn, maybe I can teach someone else. Right. Because now you can have a conversation about it or exactly. educate people, you know, about this. Was there was there something that surprised you? Like, or, or the biggest thing that you were surprised about with the, in your sort of what you thought was a thing about term limits versus with, except for, of course, the whole like, oh, there's actually a bunch of people trying to organize around this because I was obviously a surprise. But, but once you got into it, you started educating yourself around term limits. Was there something that was a, a biggest surprise? I'm kind of like, you know, oh, I, didn't really, I, I thought it was this, but this was it. No, um, I think the one thing that surprised me was the argument against having term limits. Um, I didn't agree with it, but I did feel which, which is that what? what's the argument um, that the argument of that they need to be experienced. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because they've already got the experience. And I thought, now, wait a minute. 
some of that doesn't even begin to make sense. Look how many people jump jobs. Yeah. And yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And there's so many other places that have term limits and so many other, other positions that are higher than and lower than Congress. Right. Mm -hmm. So. And the other thing that was really interesting to me, as I stated, was the fact that there's already term limits in states. In a lot of states. Yeah. In a lot of states, you know, there's term limits and, I just thought, wow, I didn't even know that. And I'm, and I'm clicking through this site and there is a wealth of information on here about all yeah. of that. So you can type in kind of your area and see what, how your legislators stack up and, and uh, how they look at turn limits. You can see, you know, the, uh, there's a myths little section on here that kind of talks about some stuff in in depth, which is kind of nice. Um, and then just kind of, you know, going through the FAQs and it shows you the different states and, you know, the different states that have different governor t uh, things or state legislature term limits. There's a lot to it. It's pretty, it's mm -hmm. a pretty cool site. It's definitely worth checking out regardless of if you leave with, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be pro term limit or anti term limit. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it, again, it doesn't seems like a very good idea to have term limits. I don't understand why it wouldn't be. Um, currently, I don't understand why it wouldn't be, but then again, it's probably well, evidently 80% of Americans want term limits because it just sort right. of makes sense. Cause, and it's, it's not like this would be the first time we've ever tried it. It's kind of a proven concept in a lot of other places. So I think it has some evidence of working. Yeah. You know, and of course we need to, it, it, these people just become way too powerful. So. Yep. I think that term limits would eliminate some of that. Because we don't need, you know, that's not the objective of our government. Shouldn't be. I don't believe right. that's what our forefathers planned on when they tried to put it together. Yep. Yep. I, I agree. Makes sense. Interesting stuff, but I do think, you know, people should look it up, check it out, learn something. <clears throat> I think it's important. Yeah. This is really cool. They have a little progress map. So you can see kind of how different States are, um, trying to get this amendment proposed mm -hmm. which is a big deal like to amend the constitution is it is it's very difficult it's um very difficult to amend a constitution so it will take years um but you know i'll be honest with you for me i don't know that i'll be around when it finally happens but i do think it will happen and this is the plan so either congress so i'm kind of getting the gist of the site here so congress either votes it makes a law, right? So yes. the Senate and House work together as Congress to make a law to say term limits are a thing now, um, which is probably unlikely. Um, or the states themselves can bypass with an amendment. And that's where termlimits.com is going to say, okay, we're going to work on states. We're going to get 34 of these states on board to mm -hmm. propose an amendment and get it talked about. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where the state legislatures can come into play and push Congress. Right. Which is also kind of a nice little check and balances. It's kind of the beauty of our government. It's checks and balances. And we, the people have the right, we should not feel that we do not have the right to say something or, or, you know, and you have to get in touch with your representatives. Talk to your representatives. Let them know how you feel. They're supposed to represent you. That's why you voted them in. Yep. Yep. So keep right. them they, keep them accountable. Have, 
all sorts of actions that you can take on here. So for those that are more, a little more action oriented or ready, I should say for the action, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's, where, that's where you go. But either way, yep. it's a great site to spend some time with and learn more about. So thanks for bringing that to our attention. Look yep. at that. We're back to talking about topics people can actually listen to and learn something from. And I hope that they do. I really hope that they do. This is where we really need their feedback on YouTube. It would really be very helpful. Yeah. Let us know if you like styles like this. So YouTube or, uh, you know, email us. Uh, or if there's a certain topic you want us to talk about, that'd be, that'd be good as well. Absolutely. I'm kind of digging this format of where I don't have to do any work. And then you just research a topic all week. And then I just have to <laughs> ask you about it. I kind of like, um, well, you I can really research. dig this. You're yeah. doing, you did a lot of research on the coronavirus and what our president was doing this week. So oh, I'll, I'll keep up with you. Yeah, I'll kind of do that. Well, I'll, I'll handle some of the heavy lifting and the, and the, uh, the weekly recaps and guide the way there. And then, yeah, exactly. You can take over the topic. I think that'll be a, a good team. Ah, well, so what topic shall we hit on next week? Um, that's a good question. So we probably should plan that stuff out a little better. Um, so you know what I think we should do? Go go ahead. Because I think it's going to be a big one. The Electoral College. I think you're right. I think that'll be very timely. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was going to be much better than any suggestion I would come up with. So that's it. So you're going to talk about the Electoral College, the uh, of cons. which I believe there are some dates that will be very relevant because I think one of them is uh, December 3rd or 4th which will be, would have already happened at the point that we do our next uh, podcast. So yeah. it'd be, we'll have some sort of results of something, I think, even to make it even more relevant. So we'll, we'll do the same little weekly recap thing that we did maybe 20 minutes or so, and then we'll mm-hmm. move on to the Electoral College and you will educate us all on what that is. Sounds good. And I'll learn some more. I love it. All right. Me too. Well, then with that, let's go ahead and uh, bring this one to a close. And you want to let Alrighty. them know Sounds what they good. just listened to and- wrap it up all righty well we would like to thank you again for joining us with politics with mom and please find us on politics with mom at gmail.com politics with mom.com on twitter at politics with mom and on youtube at politics with mom and please subscribe give us a like if you like this idea this format and leave us a comment let us know what you would like to see it would really be very helpful and thank you for joining us. I love it. All right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and bring this one to a close. I still love you, Mom. I love you too, son. You have a good week. You as well. We'll talk to you soon.